Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. All right, Eric, my friend, let's talk about the SECURE Act. Uh, like I said, it passed, it went through, the clock was ticking down, and Congress uh, did that, what was it, $1.4 trillion spending bill, and tucked right. in there was was the SECURE Act. Tell us about it. Well, you know what's funny about this, and <laughs> most everything <laughs> in life, because my kids can know this, and because the, the show has been on for, I mean, a few decades, but... Everything that happens in life, we can uh, trace back to a Simpsons episode. Isn't that crazy how many things you can find? Exactly. So this one was funny because I remember Lisa was trying to get something passed, and what they did is they put a paper clip on it and then clipped it onto something that was being um, talked about in Congress, and just because it was paper clipped, it got voted on and passed. And that was the way you got bills passed through. And then, sure enough, this is what happens. They're passing a budget item, and they tuck this inside, you know? And it's because they don't want to vote on just individual things. They like to, you know, meld them all together to get the votes because they know that people want to vote on the budget. So it's just kind of comical. Everything can be traced back to a Simpsons episode. Right, I know. It's funny. And then the name of it. You know, they set up these weird, or they create these <laughs> weird names. So secure, that sounds great. Secure. You know, everyone wants security in life. But uh-huh. look what it is setting up every community for retirement enhancement. That's well, a mouthful. What, right. And when you look at what it really does, I mean, there's a few things that, that, that does that are positive, but it doesn't really allow you to put more money in. That would give you, you know, that would set you up for retirement enhancement, maybe able to put more money away. No. Uh, the big one is what it does. It raised the RMD age to age 72. Yeah. So let's spend some time on that because that that's a, a, a big positive. There are some positives and negatives in this bill, like anything the government passes. So we'll talk about a few positives to start. Right, so setting up to 72. Now, RMD stands for Required Minimum Distribution. Now, that's the time when the government forces you to take money out of accounts like IRAs, 401ks, TSPs, anything that's what we call a qualified plan. I'm using air quotes here. So qualified plan is qualified by tax code according to the U.S. uh, tax code. So it allows you to get deductions usually for putting money in the accounts, gross tax deferred, but then when you pull the money out, it's 100% taxable. And then there's time frames when you can take it out and time frames when you have to take it out. So 70 and a half has always been this required minimum distribution. The thing is, if I'm moving that age further, it allows people to still leave their money deferred for a lot of years. Well, how's that really an enhancement for every community? Because in retirement, you kind of need money, right? So this isn't really designed to help the people that need their money right away. It's designed to help the people that don't need their money, right? Because they get to keep it deferred for a longer time. It also helped people with getting rid of that weird thing called a half a year. It's hard to add six months to your birthday sometimes. <laughs> Thankfully, they did that because the whole 70 and a half thing was goofy. You know, people in July, it was really hard for them because all of a sudden it's January the next year before they turn 70 and a half. You know, people born, you know, when their birthday falls on a time when school is out, they always kind of know when their half birthday is because they typically get to bring treats to school and they kind of get ingrained in that, you know. 
anyways, that's another side thing. My wife is born on the 28th, and it still haunts her to this day that she wasn't able to bring treats to school because everyone was out on winter break. But anyways, so 72 now, you don't have to take your minimum distribution until right. 72. So if you were not 70 and a half in 2019, then you fall under the new parameters. So you don't have to take your money out until you're 72, which is nice. It just allows you to keep your money deferred for a longer period of time. Now, Eric, let me, let me touch on that real fast right now. So if you did turn, if you did start pulling RMDs in 2019, you have to stick with that program moving forward, correct? Correct. You okay. are grandfathered under the old laws, or okay. you're stuck. I don't want to be grandfathered. Grandfather normally gets you out of something. Right, yeah, this is more you're, stuck. You're, you're mired. You're stuck in. You still got to maintain those RMDs, even though you, okay, you know, really don't want to. Yep. Yeah, very good point. Yeah, so, I mean, 72 is, is it's nice. It's round. You know, you could say, okay, hey, I can, 72, boom, I got to take it out. And normally this have to occur by the end of the year. You know, you don't have to take it the day you do turn that age. Right, yeah, exactly. You have until the end of the year to do that. And the thing is, when I have clients and prospective clients that are only taking their required minimum distribution, you know what that tells me, Mark? Hmm. Tells me they don't need the money. Right, and that's where a lot of people were at. Part, I think, the reason we did this, and of course we are living longer, so it's about time they did do something like that. But yeah, I think that's a great point. We we are living longer, and a lot of us maybe don't need the money. Right, so you're only taking out what the government forces you to take out. Now, just because you take it out doesn't mean you have to spend it. Right. You can save it if you want to. You can spend on anything that you want. And so when people are in our office, we, we kind of we like to draw a lot of stuff and visualize concepts for them, and I always draw this kind of decision tree, if you will. So you have this amount called an RMD, and there's basically three choices of what you can do with it. You can spend it, enjoy it, right? It's money. You can gift it, or you can save it. Now, because the law they passed in 2018, when they passed the new tax laws, they made what's called the Qualified Charitable Distribution. That got written into law. And so now, if you want to gift your RMD, you can send it directly from the custodian where your IRA is at to the charity. You satisfy the RMD, but you don't pay tax on what, what you send over to the charity. So in essence, you get a tax deduction for that money. Now, you can also gift it to your kids. Right. You can give $15,000 per person, but you don't <laughs> receive any tax deduction for that. Well, okay? there's, there's, a, uh, there's a little caveat for that later on. We're going to discuss that on the negative side, right? Right. But uh, yeah. then then you can also save it, all right? Now, if you're gonna save an RMD, then there's three ways that you can save it, and this is really the tax nature of how you're going to save it. So you can save it in a taxable account. You throw it in the bank or an interest, maybe a CD, maybe a savings account, something like that. You can throw it in a brokerage account, right? Get some mutual funds or stocks or things like that. That's gonna create 1099s for dividends and interest, capital gains, those kinds of things. Or you could try to save it tax deferred. Now, when you're trying to save an RMD tax deferred, the only real options you have is to buy a capital asset, you know, something that won't pay on the appreciation until you sell it, or you buy a tax deferred type of an account, like an annuity at that point. That's one thing you could buy that would be tax deferred. Or you could save it tax-free. Now, there's only three things that are tax-free, but unfortunately, the RMD can't go into one of them. So Roth IRAs are tax-free, but you can't put an RMD into a Roth, so that's out. But you could buy municipal bonds, which means the interest is tax-exempt, or you could buy life insurance, which is tax-free. So you're limited to what you can do with that RMD, but you still have to have a decision of what to do with it. And there's not one decision to make. You can make decisions. You can put money in all three if you want. There's no reason There's no reason not to spend money you have to pull out and pay tax on. That's you know what you have to do. Enjoy it. You worked hard to save it. Put it to use for you. But having this uh, bumped up to 72 
creates more planning opportunities for people. And there's that side caveat too, Eric, right? They also eliminated the um, contribution age limit to kind of coincide with the 72 because it used to be 70 and a half as well, right? Right. So when you're 70 and a half and you were still working, you could not contribute to an IRA. You could contribute to a qualified plan if where you worked had a qualified plan and you weren't more than a 5% owner in that business. But now if you're working, you know, maybe you got a little side business or side, you know, just doing something and you want to put money into an IRA, you can even after age 70 and a half and even after age 72. It also did a little bit of an exemption for people that were having income coming in, but it wasn't earned income because usually you had to have earned income to put money away. So if you're receiving like a fellowship or stipend payment, something like that, you can make an IRA contribution with that money. So it's kind of made it a little more liberal that way, but how to put money in. It's also taking away some of the penalties for when you take money out, such as if you pull out money for birth or an adoption, you don't have the additional 10% tax penalty. So a lot of changes that are happening with the IRA. So the thing is, is that this is stuff that your advisor should be t- keeping you abreast of, right? One of the things we do, I, I'm a member of Ed Slot's Elite IRA Advisory Group. So as soon as the Secure Act passed, the next, that same day, we had a video that went out to all of our clients telling them about the passage of the law and how it's going to affect them keeping your clients ahead of changing needs when it comes to these things. Most people's largest, if not second largest account is their qualified plans outside of their house. It's where the most money is. This money's gonna support you all throughout retirement. You need to be working someone that's able to keep you ahead of those changing needs and understand how they're going to impact you. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day, using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.